but we got a Christmas to kill. Welcome to the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'm really not sinister, just misunderstood. Oh, yeah, I bet he is. How's it going, Mike? It's it's good. It's good. Um, You know, work has been fine. We actually had a tropical storm blow through the area this week. Lost power. I was pretty crazy, but, you know, we're fine now. That was the most interesting thing that's happened in a while. How about you? I've uh, been doing pretty good, man. I'm just waiting to hear back from this one interview I had a couple of, about a week ago. Uh, I've had like three interviews, but this is the one I really, really want, and I haven't heard anything back yet. So hopefully I hear something soon, man. Other than that, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. All right. Well, Mike, um, this is our last episode we're doing for a while. You know, we're taking a little break. Yeah. Um, but it's not our last episode in general. It's our last episode that we're re- we're reviewing for maybe what about a month and a half, maybe. Yeah, a month and a half, I think, four or five weeks. Yeah, just to, so we get a little break from, you know, reviewing episodes and being rushed to uh, watch them sometimes because sometimes my schedule gets really busy and I just got to squeeze it. I know it's only 22 minutes, but, you know, there's other things I want to watch and, you know, other things going on in my life, you know, yard work, grass and cleaning the house or running errands, grocery shopping. This stuff, that stuff takes up time, man, you know, and two kids. Yeah, like, and w- with me, like I said, I'm back at work. Work is really wearing me out. So mm-hmm. it'll be nice not to have to worry about watching episodes for a while but you know like you said we're still doing things we're gonna have episodes every monday for a while just not um darkwing reviews basically mm-hmm. and um i wanted to mention something mike to uh our youtubers and our um people who listen to our podcast on uh, m- multiple platforms right um i w- you know mike uh, of course, they wouldn't know this, but I like to look our, at our analytics like maybe every two to three weeks, right? You know, see, mm-hmm. check our numbers out, see if we're growing, see if everything's the same or, you know, if it's male or females, the age range where we're gaining folks. And all, I like to just I just love to look at that stuff. And one thing I've noticed that's been a trend, especially on YouTube. So th- this is for our YouTube listeners. Um, 61% of our YouTube listeners are not subscribers. So I hope by now we have gained your trust and you or we have got to the point where you've listened to us quite enough to where you can click that subscribe button. It really helps us reach out to other people who, you know, on their recommendations or when they log in, it will show up on their news feed or their uh, homepage. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just a button. Go ahead and click it and then you'll be able to see immediately when we post new episodes. Yeah. And, you know, I know some people I've seen people comment before on some of my other friends pages on social media. They say, well, I I didn't even sign up on YouTube. I don't have a YouTube account. I get that. You know, you may not want to. But if you could just take two to three minutes of your time, just sign up and then click the subscribe button. And then if you want to just log out, go for it. We got your sub. That helps. us. Yeah. Subscribing helps it grow, gets it Mm -hmm. out there. If you don't do that, it won't get anywhere. Yeah. Now, when I went and checked our analytics on our other platforms, it was uh, 40% of our listeners were not subscribers. So that one's not so bad. Uh, But still, we hope this is the time where if you're listening to us on Stitcher or um, Spotify, Apple, all these other spots, uh, iHeart, whatever it is, uh, we hope that you can now click that like button or that follow button or whatever it is button that it has for you to for us to pop up on your news feed or whatever it is. Um, all right, now enough of that, but now I got another <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, 
so a few people have contacted me in the last couple of months, uh, maybe like three in like the last two months, asking for a shout out. Um, they don't follow us on any social media platforms, but they reached out to me on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. They either went through somebody else or they did it themselves. Um, and they asked for a shout out. Guys, I don't mind giving you a shout out, but I have no way of knowing if you're not participating in our social media accounts. Uh, so if you want a shout out, you don't have to follow us on any of those pla- uh, like social media accounts. Just message me personally if you have a social media account. Um, you can message me personally at Will Santana uh, on Facebook or on Instagram or St. Canard Files. And I would love to give you a shout out. I've, I've had two people like saying, please give me a shout out, please. I have no problem doing that whatsoever. Cool. Well, yeah, yeah do that, guys. Do that. All right, so Mike, uh, enough of that ranting of what's going on. Where can they, <laughs> where can they listen to us? And by the time this drop, we would have already passed our one year anniversary, right? Yes, yes. Um, can you believe it? Mm-hmm. We actually hit one one year. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, this is dropping a little past that. Um, like a, maybe about a week or two. I think two. Um, so at that point, we would have already finished our giveaway which we haven't mentioned on the podcast, which we're doing on our uh, Facebook group and other social media platforms. Uh, we were giving away um, the four-episode story arc of Darkly Dawn's the Duck, the original Disney comics. But yeah, we we hit a year. And um, how many? Ep- what episode is this? What are we on at this point? Mid-50s, so, right? Yeah, 50s. I don't even know. I could actually look it up real quick. Uh, it is uh, 55. Wow, so we're over halfway there at this point. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah, amazing. We come yeah, this far. This is, this is episode 55 as far as re- our recording, but technically it's episode 54 because remember the first one was just us introducing everything. Yeah, we're, we're not going to number the episodes for the next month and a half because it's just going to make things a little confusing for us. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't worry. They're going to be part of what we do. It's not like going to be flash quacks. It'll be full-blown episodes. Um but I think we should get into this one. All right. So this episode is a it's a wonderful leaf. Uh, this episode actually has a lot of home media releases, man. Uh, I remember it. Did it have a solo VHS? I only remember a VHS uh, version of it with Goofy. Uh, Go- yeah, Goof Troop episode. I, I think that's how it was released. I think with the Goof Troop Christmas episode. Mm-hmm, on VHS and then the right. DVD there was a Disney Movie Club exclusive uh for just this one episode. So this episode has gotten a lot of treatment. So yeah, it's it's out there. This well, the episode is mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a Christmas episode. So not surprised. Yeah, man. Um okay, so Mike, we covered the home media. Let's go ahead and get into our production air date order. Okay, before I get to that, of course, do we want we don't should we even mention what It's a Wonderful Leaf, what that title even comes from? I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> um, but I want to mention the working title for this episode. It was originally titled A Bushroot Christmas, which I think is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. I would have I totally have kept that title, A Bushroot Christmas. That's, a, that's really funny. Um, but yeah, our production and air date order. Um, this one aired Monday, December 23rd, 1991. So... Two days before Christmas, and it was 56th in production order. And so it's in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's we've done a few that are later. 
I think the mm -hmm. sky's the limit and Planet of the Capes were later in production order than this one. And our story editor was Kevin Crosby Hops. You know, he's one of the good ones. Mm -hmm. And um, our writers, this is the, the best Bushroot episode I think we've done since Beauty and the Beat. Now, mm -hmm. remember who wrote that one? That was John Benke, Rob Humphrey, and Jim Peterson. The trio. So, so guess who wrote this one? The same trio. The same trio. Um, I, I believe Jim told us that they were put on this episode and taken off of Twitching Channels because Tad knew they wrote Beauty and the Beat and he wanted them on this one, mm -hmm. which makes perfect sense. And this is a really, really great Bushroot episode. Seriously, I think it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And animation? Who animated this one, Will? Sun Woo. But it's really good for Sun Woo. It's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a lot of things I really like about the animation. Uh, can I go? Can I go ahead and spoil that one main thing I really wanted to mention? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. I like that you get to see uh, Drake, uh, Goslin, uh, Herb, Binky, and Honker in different outfits than their usual. I really, really like that. Uh, I think too bad yeah. LP and Tank didn't get it. You know. Well, you know, LP, he always just wears his uh, pilot uniform. He never he never takes that off. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Drake's in a nice sweater. Goslin's in a holiday sweater. Herb and Binky are too. It is really cute. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the animation's just good across the board. I think Sun Wu is just, it, they get the characters now. There is one really funny animation mistake I'll mention when we get to it. But the animation's fun, and they're just really good with Bushroot. Um... Bushroot, I think, appeared in eight solo episodes, and Sun Wu animated them on seven of them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like him and Sun Wu and Bushroot just go together, and they have a lot of fun with them here. What well, another thing I like about the animation on this is like uh, it doesn't feel like Saint Canard. It definitely feels like a Christmas type movie or episode or show or something. Oh yeah. Uh, we do see the bridge, but it's so quick and it's so later in the episode. But for the most part, it, it just doesn't feel like St. Canard. It just feels like a happy town and stuff, you know? But well, of course, the episode's of, not happy, but... <laughs> yeah, a lot of the episode um, takes place at the mall, mm -hmm. which we've seen, I think, once or twice before. And even when they go into, like, the house, like, Drake's house is, like, designed differently. It's very rustic, painted a bit more Christmassy, even as a fireplace. Mm -hmm. So it definitely feels a lot more intimate, kind of. A lot of the... the very suburban... Not as much as Merchant of Menace, but a lot of it takes place like around the town, in the houses. Not really in like in St. Canard, really, in the city. Mm -hmm. But it's nice. It definitely has a nice Christmas spirit to it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this plot. So we start off. We have everyone fighting. They're rushing the shop. Like they're just the mall is just getting ran over, <laughs> basically. Yeah, like this is definitely a very cynical approach to Christmas. It's like Especially for Disney, like, the people are just fighting in the mall, beating each other up, and, and I really, I find it funny if you listen to the background as all the characters are shouting, you hear a man scream, what do you mean I'm over my limit on my credit card? It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's Jim, and they just, they loop it over and over again, and it, it's like a mother's beating, beating everybody up, the daughter's screaming, they're fighting over presents, and it's just, it's, it's just hell on earth in this mall. Mm -hmm. And who's trying to do his Christmas shopping? Uh, Drake is. No, no, not, no, no, not yet, no. not yet. Bushroot, Bushroot. 
Okay, so Bushroot. Poor Bushroot. I actually feel really bad for him in this episode. He starts off, he's doing nothing wrong. Like, literally. He's just trying to get his Christmas shopping done. His only crime is trying to do it on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got his trench coat on, he's got a stocking cap, so nobody sees who he is. But he's just minding his own business, trying to shop for his plant pals. And um, that that doesn't really go well for him. He's trying, but... He's trying to keep his cool, but no one's letting him. Yeah. And he ends up in that Galleria garden shop. And this is where he gets really excited because this is where he belongs. This is his store. Yeah, he's <laughs> really happy. He's got like a whole list of presents he wants to buy for his plant friends. Mm-hmm. And um, he wants to buy a watering can. And then like a billion people rush the watering can display. They grab them all except one beaten up watering can. And Bushroot makes the best of it. He's like, okay. You know, I'll take this one. This one will do fine. And a guy takes it from him, like rips it right out of his hand. And Bushroot's trying to be nice. He's like, excuse me, I saw that one first. And the man smacks him, like belts him and like knocks him out of his uh, jacket and cap. And everybody sees that it's Bushroot. It's the plant monster, you know. Mm -hmm. And the lady's freaking out. Little kid is freaking out. And everyone goes after him. And it's like, I feel bad for him, you know. It's like Frankenstein style. They have um, pitchforks and they have uh, lawnmowers. They're all taken off after him. It's it, it's so like they're all. It's like mob mentality in this mall. Mm-hmm. So Bushroot's pushed to his limit. Yeah, but then we get a cut scene. We head to the Mallards and we got Drake and LP. They're decorating a tree. Let's get decorative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drake's, wear, Drake's wearing a Christmas sweater. It's yep. very nice. Definitely feels very Christmassy. And we can tell that Drake really has a problem with this holiday. He's really in love with it. Yeah. And, and then we got Goss, and she's sledding around the house, Mike. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to do that in the house. No, no. <laughs> she, she destroys the Christmas tree, and the sleigh is so old. It was Drake's when he was a kid. It's so old it disintegrates in his, in his hands when he takes it away from her. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> How did it disintegrate? Like it, At first, it kind of looked like it was shattered, and then it just disintegrated. I was like, um, is that even possible? <laughs> but I got to say about Goslin, she's such a real little kid in this episode. She's so excited for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't wait to open her present. She checks her Christmas list. Among the things on her list is a Shetland pony and a stereo. And uh, she's just really excited. It's Christmas time. She's a kid. She's excited. Drake's excited. You know, everyone's happy. Just enjoying the holiday. It's such a great episode to watch at Christmas time. Yeah, but Drake's not allowing her to open a present. He tells her you got to wait one more day. Mm-hmm. My dad, the Christmas cop, says Goslin. <laughs> so then uh, Drake like sets up uh, alarms all over the house with the, on the presents. Yeah, tree like, alarms. Yeah, the, the, nothing's going off and. I got to mention this really quick because uh, wasn't Honker appearing at the end of that scene right here? He comes in in the next scene when Goslin's okay. like going all commando, sneaking around the house. Okay, I was going to uh, Okay, we'll, we'll wait till he shows up. Or is it a. Can, he, we go, he, can I go ahead and mention what I want to say now. about it? He shows okay. up now. Yeah. All right. Honker shows up throughout this episode and only has one line and it's toward the end, man. <laughs> you, you, be, you beat me to it. Yeah, Honker gets one line like two minutes before the episode ends. 
Yeah, I kept waiting for him to talk. I'm like, man, he's in this whole episode. He kept popping up, but he just would not talk. <laughs> and this is a later episode, so we're well past the point where he's not getting dialogue. So I find it strange he's even in this one. Well, the Muddlefoots are, so I guess he has to be. Yeah. Um, so you Goslin's trying to open her presents, but there's tree alarms on them. She opens one, and Drake pops out of it. And, oh, by the way, Darkwing does not get an entrance line, but Goslin does say... I am the terror that unwraps at night. <laughs> so at least someone gets to say it. Yeah. Okay, so Bushroot, he's really hardcore in this one. He is out to ruin Christmas. He's going mm. full he's going full Grinch. Yeah, he's he's starting an uprising with the trees. He's calling the trees. Let's start this uprising. Let's ruin Christmas. Calling all trees, calling all trees. Mm. He has a he has like a, a general hat. He has a um, you know, a radio shaped like a Christmas star. Like he's in the full command of these giant pine trees. They're oh, yeah. gonna, they, they are gonna ruin this holiday. Yeah. So then the trees they start a ruckus among the shoppers, you know, and they got the shoppers. They're fighting with each other. They think somebody else did it, but it's really the trees setting everything up. Yeah. There's a couple of things I really love here when they take the little girl's darkwing duck doll and he, they throw it into another guy's bag, and mm -hmm. the mom starts beating on the guy. And she goes, take that and that and that. And the guy goes, ow and ow and ow. Again, it's just Jim just doing what Jim does. And mm -hmm. then I love, there's a, there's a mall Santa. I think he's voiced by Terry. And the tree takes his bell and gives it to an old man. And the mall Santa takes the bell and slams the old man in the head with it. Like, it's really violent. Like, he just wails on the guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone's just beating the crap out of each other in this mall and Bushroot's loving it. Yeah. So Bushroot decides he wants to start phase two. Mike, what's phase two? Sinister Santa. <laughs> so, yeah, the trees beat up the Santa and Bushroot replaces them. But when the trees part and Bushroot's sitting in the Santa chair, he just goes, ho, ho, ho. Like Bushroot, he looks like a real Grinch right there, man. He He's coming with that fire, man. <laughs> like, Bushroot's usually a wimp, but he is... He is really relishing being nasty in this episode. I mm. do really enjoy it. And um, this little kid, I love the scene with the little kid, sits on Bushroot's lap. He sits this, like, little kid. Like a little, he looks like a goose. He has a little propeller beanie. And the kid's like, I want a drum. <laughs> Bushroot's like, good, because I want you to beat it. <laughs> and then who should we see? Oh, we see Tank. Yeah, we see Tank. He thinks this is funny. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're not the real Santa. And uh, the Christmas tree beats Tank with a candy cane. Yeah, and, and this is going to be an ongoing thing for Tank, but we'll, we'll get into that later, man. <laughs> yeah, Tank gets karma pretty bad in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but I love Herb. He takes one look at Santa Bushroot. Bush He's like, Santa Claus! Yeah, he gets <laughs> he, so excited. He jumps on his lap. It's funny. And then, then when the mob shows up, Bushroot uses uh, Herb as a weapon. Yeah, what I like about this scene, uh, Herb and Binky are not wearing their usual outfits. So that was cool to see that, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. I mean, it's wintertime. Herb <laughs> shouldn't be walking around in sandals and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> but the change of outfits is really nice. It's a good change of pace. And, of course, we didn't mention the entire town is covered with snow. Yep. So and then we get... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. No, it's good. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, I was just going to say, and then we get Drake, and he's just, he's just buying more gifts. Drake has a problem with this holiday, like I said. There is no reason for him to buy more gifts. But he has a pile so big, Launchpad can barely carry them. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then someone steals the fruitcake. And more things <laughs> end up missing, Mike. Who would steal the fruitcake? <laughs> Says Drake. Um, so, yeah, so now it's Darkwing time. Only when he goes to change into Darkwing, he comes out as... Santa! And at first he thinks this is a great disguise until he realizes everybody in the mall is out for blood. They're all after Santa Claus. Yeah, that mob is after him now. <laughs> yeah, so he has to change into Darkwing. And this is one of my favorite lines. I already said it. Um, he mentions um, this sinister force is ruining Christmas. And then Bushroot pops up behind a plant and goes, I'm not really sinister, just misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that's like the Bushroot line. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I remember it was on a lot of the commercials and stuff for the Disney Afternoon or, like, Darkwing. Like, yep. it, yeah, Bushroot said that line a lot on there. Bushroot gets a, a lot of really funny lines in this scene. Mm-hmm. When um, Darkwing accuses him of ruining Christmas, Bushroot just goes, everyone has to celebrate in their own way. Like, really, yeah. like, really smug for Bushroot. Mm-hmm. And then um, he sticks the, the trees at them. And Bushroot, as all villains do, has to leave. But as he's leaving, Bushroot goes, Merry ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah, he says, but we got a Christmas to kill. Merry ho, ho, ho. Oh, Bushroot, Bushroot <laughs> is getting, getting off on this. He's having such a good time. And he's not even walking. They're, like, literally lifting him. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, shaking his rear end at them. <laughs> he's... And, this is a great episode for Bushroot. I know we're not rating him on this one, but... This this is a good one, man. Jim did did him some justice on this. He definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkwing goes to shoot the, the gas gun at the trees, ends up decorating one, mm-hmm. and he looks in it. He's like, "It's not what I expected." Um, <laughs> so they take off. You know, I gotta say one thing I like about Sun Wu's animation: they do a good job on these trees. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I'm sure it's hard to animate a living pine tree, but I think they do a good job with it because there are living pine trees throughout this entire episode. Yeah. Um, so Darkwing and La- uh, Launchpad hide in some Christmas presents and decide to follow the uh, the pine needles that the mm-hmm. trees are leaving behind. Launchpad comes up with the idea first. Yeah. And Darkwing goes, sure, if you want to do it the easy way. Um, yeah. So here's the next phase of Bushroot's plan. Yeah, he's starting Operation Bah Humbug. <laughs> yeah, he's having all the trees steal the presents all over St. Canard. He's got himself a big, a big truck to carry all the trees and all the presents, and just he he just misses one tree. He stops to put, you know, one of the, you know, you know the uh, what is it called, the, the radio on the tree that he's controlling them with. But it turns out it's Drake's house. Well, before we get to Drake's house, uh, there was one thing I wanted to mention. Go for uh, it. Tank. He's still oh. not having luck. He gets stu- he gets stuffed in a stocking by one of the trees. <laughs> oh, another great Herb scene. Um, Herb notices that someone's eating the heads off of all the gingerbread men. Mm-hmm. And he takes a gingerbread man. He holds it like to the camera at a low angle. So his head is replacing the gingerbread man's head. <laughs> and you, you see Tank backing out of the room with his cheeks stuffed with gingerbread. Yeah, and the, um, the tree shoves him in a... Uh, in a stocking. Yeah. So, Poor, yeah. yeah but this, this, this is still going to happen. We got some more tank stuff that's going to happen, but we'll get into that later. All right. So now we get to Drake's house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, then the tree alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of Disney Plus tampering. So we don't see the tree alarm as much. They they, they freeze the scene over Bushroot's dialogue. So you really? don't see. 
Yes, they, they oh, freeze. Oh, I didn't the, catch that. The spinning tree alarm lights. There's a scene from outside the house of Bushroot saying, a tree alarm? Oh, no. But they just freeze it on the tree. So the spinning lights, I guess, doesn't bother anybody with epilepsy or how, whatever their reasoning is. But yeah, this 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 was the episode where I realized, because I watched it at Christmas time, this mm. was the one where I realized that Disney Plus was doing this in the first place, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah um, I, I did not catch that. Yeah, it's a very minor thing. You have to be more familiar with the episode. Mm-hmm. So Goslin and Honker show up because the tree's stealing her presents, and Goslin will not have that. Yeah, and Honker still won't talk. <laughs> no, he is very silent in this whole thing. Um, the tree puts a wreath over the two of them and rushes out the door. And I love I, I love the timing in this next shot, this whole next scene. Bushroot's driving his truck. He's all happy. He goes, it's a wonderful life. And we all know what that, what that reference is. Yeah. And Darkwing shows up on the rat catcher, but it doesn't have a front wheel. Yeah, it's more like a snowmobile. Yeah. And for some reason, he didn't think this through, and I love the timing. Whenever I watch this, I, I literally laugh out loud. Darkwing jumps off the rat catcher right in front of the truck and gets mowed down. Yeah. But <laughs> what, did, what did he lose in this process, Mike? <laughs> All he wants for Christmas is his two front teeth. <laughs> um, the drawing yeah. of him missing his front teeth is really, really grotesque. Yeah. Uh, no, some more fun stuff from Sun Wu. And then, then Launchpad shows up in the rat catcher and buries him with snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to go after Bushroot. They know what they have to do. And for the first, of, he does it twice this, in this episode. Darkwing pulls out a gigantic axe. The best thing about Bushroot is you can literally chop him to pieces and you can't kill him. So they can be a bit more violent with Darkwing's arsenal. Mm-hmm. So he pulls out this huge honking axe to go after Bushroot with. Yeah, instead of Christmas tree shopping, he says he's going Christmas tree chopping. <laughs> yep. Yep. Darkwing's going to take names. So this next scene doesn't really have much Bushroot in it, and it's a very long, like, crazy chase sequence. It's pointless, but I think it's really funny. Um, you know, you know the, the scene where Darkwing and Launchpad fall off the rat catcher. They land on a decorative Santa sleigh. Goslin's driving the rat catcher now. Um, the sleigh gets stuck on the rat catcher with the rope, and Darkwing and Launchpad end up up in the air on the Santa sleigh, flying through the air as Goslin's driving the rat catcher crazy all over town. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pointless. It has nothing to do with the story. Bushroot's not even in this scene. But I love just when the rope snaps and the sleigh flies through the air. Did you hear how Launchpad is screaming? Yeah, I caught that. Like he's screaming, like, like not to not to digress too much, but like in Ducktales and even a lot of Darkwing Duck, when Launchpad would yell, it'd be more like a whoa like that. But mm-hmm. here, it's this high pitched shriek as the slot sleigh flies through the air. Like whatever possessed the voice director to tell Terry to scream like that, it just sells the shot of the sleigh flying over Saint Canard, and that's the one time you see the bridge, like you yeah. mentioned before. But it's yeah. just it's just a very, very funny visual. And the best line is from Goslin. She goes, Keen gear, I'm never gonna forget this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> did you, this is kind of off topic real, really quick, Mike. Do you, did you feel it was okay for them to show the bridge? Or did you think like it was, you know, like nah, they should have stayed away from this one episode? I kind of got a mixed feelings about it. I kind of like that they did show it that one time, but then I kind of like, oh man. 
maybe they should have stayed away from it. So I'm kind of in the middle of it. You know, you know? I never thought about that. How you, you, you just gave me something to ponder. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do like is when it comes back from the act break and they're still flying through the air, they take the time to animate headlights on the bridge mm-hmm. of past I did, I did, cars. I didn't even notice that, it's man. Really Dang. nice touch for Sun Woo. <laughs> like, usually you don't see headlights. You don't see cars on the bridge. Mm-hmm. But when they fly past it, you see little headlights going past, um, which always catches my attention. That's really well done. But it's, you have a good point, Will. Um, anyway, they all crash into Bushroot's truck. And then Goslin shows up in the rat catcher, and she can't stop it. They crash, too. Uh, Bushroot escapes but leaves the presence behind. And um, what happens next, Will? Uh, Bushroot lasts as Dar- uh, Dark Queen. Okay, yeah. Um, before I get to that part, um, he sends Launchpad Goslin and Honker, Honker's still not talking, to go deliver all the presents, to give oh, the yeah, presents that's back. That's right, yeah, to take all the presents back to all the families. And that's when he whips out a giant pair of hedge trimmers. Like, gigantic, like as big as his own body. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite dialogue in this episode is this bit of meta humor humor in the next scene as Darkwing's stalking the rooftops. He mentions himself and then looks to the camera and says, that's me. And then he mentions Bushroot and we cut to Bushroot and Bushroot goes, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like Bushroot heard him mm-hmm. and acknowledged himself, which yep. is very, very meta. Yeah, and then Will, he lassos his beak with some Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get to meet Douglas. Douglas. Um, Douglas Fur, because ha-ha, it's a Bushroot episode. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Darkwing pulls out the gas gun. He's like, be careful with that gas gun. You'll upset Douglas. And um, <laughs> along comes a gigantic pine tree. Yeah, a pine tree that's toned and swole, you know. <laughs> and then Bushu goes, deck the duck with everything you've got. But again, Bushroot, Bush, if Bushroot was this hardcore in every single episode, he'd be up there with uh, Megavolt and Quacker Jack. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's generally not. Okay, this next scene leads to a really weird animation mistake. And when I mention it, you're probably going to be like, whoa, I noticed that too. Darkwing kisses a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. I but remember his, that. But his beak gets stuck to it. Uh-huh. And all the trees throw their ornaments at him. Mm-hmm. And he tries to get away and rips the entire fire hydrant off of the ground. Hit, it hits him in the face. And when he sits up, the fire hydrant is inside of his head. Oh, but you can still see his face. But the entire hydrant, no, his head isn't in the hydrant. The hydrant is in his mouth. But his face is painted red. Oh, okay. I didn't ca- I caught it, but I didn't catch like I thought his uh the hydrant was over his head. Okay, I didn't catch no, it with his mouth. Okay. He he spits it out. Mm-hmm. But it goes by so fast that you're like, is it in his head? Is is his head inside of it? Mm-hmm. I, I think they just didn't know how to paint it, so they painted it red. But okay. it comes and go it comes and goes so fast, but it's really noticeable. Mm-hmm. And um so now you know he has to beat the villains. How does he beat Bushroot and the trees? Uh, let me see. He he freezes the tree with the water that was coming from the hydrant. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first, he disguises himself as the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> and Bushroot's like, stand still. Come on. <laughs> yeah, because the water was still shooting up from the hydrant. And yeah. then he, uh, I forgot. I shovel. don't know the name of the shovel. Was it yeah. a shovel? Yeah, because it was okay. a shovel was with the snowman. Okay, yeah, and he he makes the shovel shoot the water in direction toward the trees, and then they all freeze, 
And then uh, he handcuffs Bushroot. Yeah, and Bushroot says, I'm too young to be a frozen vegetable. <laughs> but then uh, we get some bad news about the Muddlefoots. Honker finally talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found everyone but the Muddlefoots' presence. Yeah, Oh. And what does Honker say, Will? I don't remember his line. Oh, you don't? He says, no. that's okay. I'm sure the real Santa Claus will bring me something. Oh. His only oh. line, and he's so sad. But he pops up frequently throughout the episode, man. They, Actually, he didn't get no love. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm glad he's in it. You know, mm-hmm. he has to be in it. It's a Christmas episode. Um, but Goslin's like, you know, you're not poor if you have friends, which is a little corny, but it's a Christmas episode, so I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Drake decides to visit the Muddlefoots as Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And this is when Tank really gets it. <laughs> what happens to Tank? Yeah, he sets up a bear trap in the chimney, thinking that's where uh, <laughs> Santa's going to come down. Yeah, and then Drake shows up through the window, mm-hmm. hits him with the bad bag, knocks him right into the bear trap. And he and shoots went, right up the chimney. <laughs> and gets stuck in the chimney, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Herb and Binky wake up, they don't even notice Tank is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wake up, they see Drake as Santa. You can hear, you honestly, you can hear Honker as they're all talking. But really? you, don't, you can't make out what he's saying. Oh, I didn't catch that. So they had Katie record more than one line, but it's buried in dialogue. Like, like Herb is talking and Binky's talking and, and Honker's talking and you just you can't hear him. Oh. Um, so honestly, he gets one articulate line. Um, but, he, you know, it's adorable though. Well, he hugs Drake. Yeah. Just gives him a really big hug. And it turns out all the presents that Drake gave the Muddlefoots were Goslin's presents. Mm-hmm. And that was really sweet of Goslin. You know, it's, you know, again, it's a Christmas episode, so you have to have the heart in there. Yeah. And I do love the ending. It's a very adorable ending. Goslin has a present outside the front door. Yep, it's a sled. Yeah, it's a sled. Um, I, we didn't point it out yet, but um, our buddy Philip Giffen um, composed a lot of new music for this episode. Yeah, he did. Because he... Because he has to. It's all Christmas music. But mm-hmm. there's a really cute version of Goslin's theme as she's sledding away. Like, it's it's really cute. And then a launchpad asks, when'd you buy that? And Drake's like, I didn't buy it. I thought you did. <laughs> and then Drake thinks, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he goes, but then, again, he is a Christmas tradition. And who do we see? We see Tank. <laughs> well, who else do we see flying we through the sky? Ha- <laughs> yeah. we, well, we had it in it with Tank, man. Yeah, because Santa's... It is Santa. We do hear Santa. I don't mm-hmm. think... Do we see him? No, nah, I don't think we see him. And we hear the familiar ho-ho-ho and the sleigh bells. And yeah, Tank's up in the chimney screaming, you know, help, Santa, help! I'll never be bad again, help! Um, but, you know, everybody lived happily ever after except Tank. But, <laughs> it, but Will, it actually gets worse for Tank. You want to know Why? Why? This is his last episode. Really? We're never going to see Tank ever again. Oh, my God. I never even noticed that. Yep, he, I, you know what? When I was a kid, I never noticed he was gone until I realized he was gone. Um, the reason why he's gone is that, believe it or not, Tad Stones was just kind of over the character. Really? He was created, he was created for conflict, like conflict amongst Goslin and everybody, that mm-hmm. Tad eventually realized it wasn't necessary anymore. Like, the okay. conflict Tank brought in, Tad Stones realized it wasn't important, so he just dropped Tank, like a like a bad habit, pretty much. 
Okay, so yeah. this is the episode where everything that Tank's done, he finally had it coming to him. This is it. You know, okay. I always joke, maybe no one ever got Tank out of that chimney. <laughs> so maybe so it this... was like so maybe it was like Gremlins where the dad died in the chimney and nobody knew about it. So, it's, so it kind of reminds me of Family Matters then. Family Matters where the sister Judy, the the, uh, the younger sister, uh, there's a joke about her on the last episode of season four. She went upstairs to her room and then on season five, they wrote her character out and they said, oh, Judy was still in her room. She was grounded for life. You know, they did that on <laughs> Boy Meets World. The younger sister was gone for like an entire season and then she came back and said that was the longest timeout ever. Yeah, I remember and it also, that. It also reminds me of the first episode of Happy Days when Richie Cunningham's older brother in the first episode goes up the stairs and we never see him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tank is, Tank is gone. He does come back in the comic books, so he's not gone for good. But, you know, I will say, since we're not going to mention her again, rest in peace, Dana Hill. Yeah. Uh, she'll be back as Max on Goof Troop. So she has lots more, you know, Disney screen time. But I like Tank. He's not my favorite, but I think he was fun while he lasted. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's done. And that's our really, you know what? That's our Christmas episode, and I really, really love it. I do really enjoy this episode. How about you? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, I, I do like it. it. It is a break from the a Christmas story, uh, Home Alone, yeah, all those other Christmas movies. It's a good break, and then what I like about it, it's only, what, 22 minutes long? And so, I yeah, think, go ahead. I think it's better than all the other Christmas episodes of other shows that Disney did around that time. Yeah. I think it's better than the Tailspin one. I think it's better than the Goof Troop one, and it's miles ahead of the Bonkers episode. Oof, that one's bad. I'll never um, watch the, it. The Goof Troop one, the Goof Troop one is fun. I like the Goof Troop Christmas one, mm-hmm. but it isn't as good as this. Okay. Like this is a Christmas episode, but it's very much a Darkwing Duck episode where it's still funny. We have the great villain. It doesn't sacrifice all the great Darkwing stuff to be a Christmas episode. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, what I like about it, too, is, like, you get so many characters in the background, so many people running around. You see, like, there's a lot of movement going on in the mall. You get to see the other characters, you know, dressed in different clothes. St. Canard looks completely different to me. It's it's so different. It's a good escape from your typical St. Canard episode. That's why I asked you, were you okay with them showing the bridge? Because, like I said, I had mixed feelings about that, you know? It didn't... You know, I get where you're coming from. I never really Mm -hmm. thought about it, but I do Mm -hmm. get where you're coming from. And I like there's all these other animation touches, you know, glowing Christmas lights on all the houses. Like Mm -hmm. I said, the the, the headlights on the cars on the bridge. Um... Even though they gave it a Sun Woo, they really paid attention to the visuals, and I think that really helps it. And great writing and, on Bushroot, too, man. Great writing oh, on him. I'm so glad they gave this one to the guys who created him in the first place. Because mm-hmm. Bushroot has definitely been under the radar lately. I mean, I wouldn't say Night of the Living Spud and Easy Come, Easy Grows were, like, his episodes. Yeah. And since then, he's just been with the Fearsome Five, who are much stronger personalities than him. Mm-hmm. So the last Fantastic Bushroot episode was his first one. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad we're finally back to some great Bushroot. We're going to have a bunch of good Bushroot episodes coming up soon. But this is one of my favorites, for sure. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, how, what do you want to rate this one? Uh, I'm going to give this one a four. Me too. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a solid four. Uh, it's not tier... Uh, I think the only thing that prevents it from being a like a tier one to me is uh, Bushroot. 
doesn't give a fight until the end and the way he just gets handcuffed. But I, I get it. They had to do that because it's a Christmas episode and you had to have the, you know, happy ending with the Goslin and, yeah. and the presents. I, I get it. So I'm not faulting the episode for that, for the writing on it, but it's a four. It's a great episode. Oh, by the way, since you mentioned Bushroot's defeat, he is never going to get defeated like that ever again. From now on, he's always going to escape. Okay. So he's not getting shredded by lawnmowers. He's not getting sucked into um, wood chippers. He's not getting frozen into a frozen vegetable. From now on, Bushroot's mm-hmm. going to be allowed to escape. So the Bushroot's, the whole character arc with him is going to change. Okay. From this moment on. But like I said, I'm giving this one a four too. I really do enjoy it. It's like whenever I compile my list of things to watch for Christmas, this one's always on it. Okay. Now we don't have a villain to rate. Um, Okay. So uh, Mike, uh, when we come back from our break, what will be our first episode? Okay. So when we come back from our break, which might as well mention it, the show itself went on a break for like a month and a half after this episode. The next one didn't air until February. So it kind of makes sense that we're taking a break now. But the next episode is going to be Twitching Channels. I like that one. That's a good one. I, I do. It's one of – I think most people point to that one as one of the one of the best episodes of the series because it's very creative. It's very outside the box. This um, is a Megavolt's return, right? Megavolt's return. Yeah, we haven't had a solo Megavolt in a while too. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's fun. I cannot wait to talk about this one. Uh, but we have some time before then. Um, I know we're not 100% sure what the topic for our next episode is definitely going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, so we're not going to tease that. But, you know, it's we're going to have some great stuff coming up. Will, do you want to mention some of our ideas? Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about the comics. We're going to talk about Playmates and Funko. We're going to talk about the video games. So yep. the, 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 just it'll be a little break, but it'll still be Darkwing stuff. And uh, I wanted Mike to talk about the comics because the comics can get really confusing. Oh There's, God, do they ever? Yeah. They're, they're, and, and we're not talking about reviewing them like the, the boom series, the Marvel series, you know, uh, Joe book series, definitively, uh, dangerous, what, dangerous edition to dangerous currency. It, it gets really confusing if you don't know them like that. And trust me, even I get confused and I'm messaging Mike in the middle of the day. I'm like, Hey, what is this one again? <laughs> you, yeah, because you just got all your stuff finally. You can finally read these things. So you want to know the history of what go what goes where, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to go into all that, too. And, okay. and for you Bushroot fans who are disappointed we never – no one ever gave them a five-star review, um, we do have something fun with Bushroot planned. Yes. Uh, last thing, uh, guys, if you don't have the Joe Book series – I highly recommend go to SavaniArt.com, to Jane Savani's website, and he has the series there for, uh, I believe you can get the whole thing for 40 bucks, autographed, and sketched. Man, yeah. that is a killer deal. Killer even, deal. Yeah, even without the autograph and the sketch, which, you know, definitely why not? I mean, I have mine autographed and sketched too, but get them before they're completely gone. Because if it's yes. anything like the definitively dangerous edition or dangerous currency, if you're crazy enough to, to care about that, like I am and Will is, um, it's going to be hard to find them. Yes. Uh, get, I, get them now while you can. Again, guys, I highly recommend go to SavaniArt.com and get that Orange is the New Purple Volume 1 and get Tales of the Duck Knight Volume 2. Guys, uh, I cannot stress what a great deal that is to get those to get it complete the Joe Book series 
and to have his autograph with a sketch on it. He yeah. did Darkwing. He did Darkwing on one of mine, and he did LP on the other one. Uh, Stan got lucky and got Darkwing and LP on one. Nice. Yeah. And, so. and you know the stories are kind of terrific too. <laughs> you know, and there's a great Bushroot story in there. For anybody who hasn't read them and loves Bushroot, this is like our big Bushroot episode. So yeah, there's a good Bushroot story in there too. Um, but guys, just go go buy them. You have no reason not to. They're, they're so cheap, and you're getting some cool stuff to go with them. Yeah, because it, it, I mean, just his autograph alone, you're gonna pay thirty to forty dollars for it at a convention. You might as well pay twenty bucks, get the comic that you're gonna love and enjoy, and get his autograph with it. You, yeah. It, that, that to me, there's no reason for you to not jump on this if you don't have it. I mean, if you and if you want more Darkwing written as close to the show as possible, like this is it. Yeah. Like this is literally it. And it's probably the closest you're ever gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so that that plug out of the way. Yeah. So we got that out of the way, guys. And um, you know, for these episodes we got coming up, you'll see some of our uh Saint Canard Files Zoom chat friends. They'll be joining us and. We're going to just have these discussions and the comics. Uh, I will be there. I will talk. We'll have Andrew and Stan probably with us, but I'm, I really want Mike to really explain it. Cause it can be really confusing. And it, it yeah. Is. Yeah. So, you know, Mike, do your thing when we get there, you may have to go over it twice. I may even ask questions that, you know, the other people outside may ask, you know, Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. of course. All right. But so we, let's we got lots of fun stuff coming up guys, but, but like, like usual, these things will be dropping on Mondays. These aren't flash quacks. These are just in place of actual episodes. So still Monday morning, you'll still see new Darkwing stuff. All right, right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up. It's a wonderful leap. And uh, we're going to take our little break. But we got these uh, other outside episodes that we're going to do. And then when we get back to normal, we'll do twitching channels. Uh, Guys, it's just a little month and a half break, you know, just for me and him to get a little refresher. That's all it is. But we're still going to be recording, you know. Mm -hmm. So we still got things to do. Uh, Guys, y'all have a good one. Merry uh, no Christmas, sh- everybody. Yeah, Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, be safe out there, you guys with kids and taking them to school if you have to. If you're, you're still doing them online, congratulations. Uh, be safe, guys, and y'all make sure to stay dangerous. Merry ho, ho, ho. <laughs>